Hello and welcome. My name is Nicole. I'm a yoga teacher, and this is your podcast all around the topic yoga, mindfulness, and personal growth. Hello and welcome back to the Yoga by Nicole podcast. It still really feels so unreal for me to be doing this and I think what helped me the most um, especially now in the last weeks where I thought about starting this podcast and starting to record was an audiobook that I listened to by Marie Forleo it's called um, everything is figure outable I'm definitely gonna write that for you in the show notes as everything that I'm gonna mention in this episode so you can just look it up there later And she talks about that um, task where you have to imagine you're a hundred years old and then writing on a piece of paper, I wish I would have. And then just looking what comes to your mind and just observing and writing. So it's like a free writing exercise where you just write and not think and not stop for, I don't know, maybe like two minutes or so. And that then really allows you to reflect on What is it in your life that you would really, really like to do, but there's still something holding you back, like fear or any other kind of excuse that you're making up and becoming aware of that and realizing that right now would be exactly the time to start this, whatever it is, if you have a dream or a goal or anything, just something like it was for me with doing this podcast I thought about if I'm 100 years old I would definitely have regretted not starting this podcast because I love talking I love yoga and I know so much about it of course there are gonna be people who won't like it but that's just with everything so this exercise is a really nice thought trigger and if there is anything in your life that you'd like to achieve or like to do go for it And if it's, for example, starting with yoga, you are in the exact right place here. Because in this podcast, I want to give you kind of like a little starter guide on where to best practice yoga, what do you need to practice, and yeah, just in general, some good to knows that I think you should have. And I want to start right away with where to practice. Because, of course, you can either practice in a yoga studio, you can attend a yoga class at the gym or you can also practice at home so i want to quickly talk through all three of these options and what is just really really important to me is that if you go somewhere if you go to a studio or the gym try out as many different classes as you can because there is just a huge variety First of all, in the types of yoga, there are so many different kinds of yoga out there and I'm definitely gonna do a future episode on the different types of yoga that exist, so stay tuned for that. But then there's also just a huge difference in the quality and the teachers and the degree of spirituality. So when I encourage people to start practicing yoga, I'm just so worried. I hope it's not too loud right now in the background. My roommate is cooking <laughs> sorry about that but so I'm always so worried that when people attend a yoga class for the first time that they end up in a class that is maybe super duper spiritual and then they're like oh my god yoga is crazy um, and then because it already has kind of this image of being yeah very hippie and you walk around barefoot and have braids in your hairs and stuff like that 
And the thing is just that, especially modern yoga is nothing like that at all. It definitely has this spiritual aspect, which is also what makes it so amazing and what definitely should be there. But some types of yoga and some yoga teachers really like, for example, singing and chanting. And me personally, I'm also not a huge fan of that. And it can just be a bit too much. So I totally get that. But yeah, try out different classes definitely and find what you like most. But let's talk about practicing yoga at a gym. When starting yoga, I can definitely recommend attending classes at the gym because from my experience, those classes are very much focused on the physical aspect of yoga. So not too much on the spiritual part. And especially as a beginner, that's really nice. So you can start learning about the different postures and names and just getting familiar with how a yoga class actually works. So that is really great about the gym. But from my experience, I have to say, I feel like yoga teachers at gyms are often not as experienced as, for example, in yoga studios. So, for example, when I finished my first teacher training, I had almost like no teaching experience at all. And it really was quite hard to get a teacher job at uh, a yoga studio. So I started teaching at a gym because there it was just like super easy to uh, kind of get the job. And that's just my general feeling. Of course, there can be so many exceptions and you can definitely also find the most amazing yoga teachers in gyms. But I think in general, it's more likely to find them in yoga studios. And talking about yoga studios, they also definitely have the advantage that there is just a completely different experience. So what you can find there is most often they have like nice smells with essential oils and it's cozy. And just by entering, you feel like you're already completely in Zen mode, which is, of course, super nice. And then they also have all the props that are nice to have when practicing yoga like blocks and straps and they often have good mats so from the experience point of view studios are definitely nicer and you have you most likely have more experienced teachers so if you have any kind of injury or any health issues i'd always rather recommend you to go to a yoga studio than the gym But what I then would really look out for is whether they offer beginner classes or maybe also beginner workshops. They also often have that, which then is, of course, the perfect thing to do. Um, because in general, most um, yoga classes are quite advanced. And then it can maybe be, uh, especially in the, in the beginning, a bit overwhelming and maybe not as much fun if you don't really know the names of different postures and stuff. So yeah, look for beginner classes or workshops. And what you should definitely also look for, which is so nice, is something called class pass, or it can also be called differently. Just Google for it, whether they have that in the city you live in, because it's an app where you can see all kinds of yoga classes and gym classes and just sports classes in general around you. And you don't have to sign up for one single specific gym or 
yoga studio but you can just attend any class at any studio you like through this app and you just have to pay one membership fee there so you just don't have to commit to a specific studio but you can just attend any which is especially beneficial when you want to try out different yoga classes and different kinds of yoga and just different places so look for that i hope they have it and yeah so that those are basically the pros and cons of yoga studio and gym and then of course you can also practice yoga at home which is also something super nice about yoga and there are so so many great online resources you can find so first of all there's of course youtube and there really is so great stuff there and of course it's for free so that's just the best so you just save a lot of money and then of course the time to get to a studio or to the gym. And what I already mentioned in my first episode is yoga with Adrian. I'm really the biggest fan. I started practicing yoga with her and she has for example also things like a 30 day yoga challenge. And that's so motivating and so much fun. So you should definitely look for that. And next to YouTube there are also video platforms that are most often though with a subscription fee and one of them is Alo Moves, which I love. So I'm using that one whenever I practice at home and there are so many great videos on there, so good quality. You can choose between so many different teachers and styles of yoga and I really, really love it. So I can totally recommend Alo Moves. Then there's also something called Asana Rebel, which I haven't tried so far, but I heard that it's really nice too. It's a startup from Berlin. And then if you practice at home, I would also recommend watching videos on technique because unfortunately, if you practice at home, the risk of injuring yourself is just simply much higher than if you're in a studio because there's just no one looking at you whether you're doing it right. And if you do something wrong over A longer period of time it can just really be hurtful for the body so try to watch some videos on technique for example one woman on instagram which has so great videos is celeste pereira yoga i'm writing that in the show notes too she's really amazing and on instagram a guy called dr Yo dr garrett nail which also has great great videos and a podcast And then what's also a nice thing to do is to place a mirror next to you so you can actually see whether you're doing the things right and just how your alignment is. But apart from the higher risk of injury, practicing at home is really great. The only thing you really need to have is motivation. And that's probably the biggest problem I have with practicing at home because I would always be like, starting my practice and then 10 minutes in starting to feel a little tired and then telling myself well today you should maybe just take it easy <laughs> let's do this practice tomorrow and yeah some days work well for me practicing at home and some just are exactly like that um so i really need some external motivation often which is why i often really prefer just going to a group class And what is also a really, really nice benefit 
of practicing with a group which has just been uh, proven now by science is that this moving in a group triggers some neurons in the brain and help to rewire the brain and it's just a very good thing for you so you unfortunately miss out on that benefit when practicing at home but so to quickly summarize it if you have any injuries or any health issues i would strongly recommend starting your yoga practice at a yoga studio and also if the yoga experience is really important for you especially like stress relief but if you don't have any injuries and you know your body really well and want to save some time and some money then i would go for practicing at home okay then the next question is what do you actually need to practice yoga and the good news is you don't really need anything but of course a yoga mat The bad news is yoga mats can be quite expensive and I would highly recommend to get a good high quality yoga mat and those can be really pricey. So my most favorite mat in the whole world costs a hundred dollars which I know is really quite a lot but I promise it's so so worth it and it's from Lifeform and it really has the best grip ever so you don't slip at all which is super important so if you look for a mat make sure it really has a good grip because there is nothing worse than slipping for example in your downward facing dog and then what it also has is stripes on it so that really gives you a very good guideline of how to place your feet and your hands and to just make sure that you're all in one line and the best thing about them though is that they are super uh, environmentally friendly from their whole production and also the packaging and they ship worldwide and i'm not being paid for this unfortunately but uh, really the, it's the most the best uh, yoga mat you can possibly get um, and also they are quite thick which is a super important point as well so next to having a good grip you should make sure that you get a yoga mat that is really thick so I would always go for a thicker than a thinner mat because it's just so much more comfortable for the joints especially the knee joints so whenever you're on your knees in any kind of kneeling position on your mat you should never ever ever feel uncomfortable in your knees so the knees are really the most complex joint in the body and if you hurt your knees it's a never-ending story it takes forever to heal so we really want to make sure to not let anything happen to them Also, um, talking about the knees right now, always, always, always try to keep a bend in your knees in whatever posture you're in. And also if the teacher says straight legs, straighten your knees, keep your knees at least in a little micro bend, especially in like standing balancing postures. So yeah, that really also protects the knees. So never ever lock them out. But if you still feel uh, pain in your knees, even though you have a thick mat, Always either double up your mat or put a cushion or a blanket or a towel or just anything soft underneath the knees. And then, of course, the yoga world is just booming right now and you can buy so many more things than just a mat. I would say that everything else apart from a mat is really just nice to have and not needs to have. 
The most nice to have things are definitely blocks and straps. I have already mentioned them. And blocks you can uh, imagine if you don't know what they are. So yoga blocks are, they look like bricks. And they are there to, in general, to bring the floor just a little closer to you. So they really help with alignment in whatever posture you're in and you can for example like reach the floor with your hands or anything like that they just give you a bit more height to place for example than your hands on and it really helps then with maintaining a longer spine and is super beneficial and i would always always recommend using a block no matter how advanced you are in your practice they are really a super great tool to do shapes from the beginning right and especially keeping the lower spine straight and another thing are straps but i have to say you don't necessarily need to get a yoga strap you can also just like use any kind of for example even like a belt or something but of course Yoga straps are most often maybe a bit more comfortable to use. So they're basically, yeah, just straps and they function as a lengthening of your arms. Um, so if you, for example, can reach your feet um, in a seated forward fold or something like that, you can just use a strap and it also really helps with doing poses correctly. And yeah, so that's basically everything that you need because yoga is also practiced barefoot. And then I want to uh, quickly touch upon some more points that I think are really, really good to know, especially in the beginning. And the first one is about the breath. So if you have ever tried a yoga class, you might already know that yoga is just completely focused around breathing and the teacher would normally always cue when to inhale and when to exhale and there is definitely also a principle behind that and a system so there is a reason for when to inhale and when to exhale the general rule is to always inhale when you make kind of an upward movement and to exhale when you make a downward movement like for example you inhale when you reach your arms up to the sky and you exhale when you fold forward and in the very beginning I can remember that I just couldn't care less on when to inhale and when to exhale because I was so uh, concerned with how to follow the class and what to do that I just yeah didn't have time to focus on my breathing so in the beginning I would definitely recommend you to not stress at all about the breath um, but the more you practice just try to more and more bring your focus to your breathing because it really is the best ever tool to focus your mind to really come into the present moment and that's also what you do in meditation right that you just you can just sit and focus on your breath and do nothing else and that's already hard enough because the mind just always wanders but it's just the trick to then bring your attention back to your breath whenever you realize that your mind has wandered off so the breathing in yoga is what is responsible for most of the benefits so for the stress relieving for the relaxation for the cortisol level to decrease and all the benefits i talk about in my first episodes most of them just go back to the breathing yeah which is why i strongly encourage you to um, make that your main focus or try because it really is a never-ending progress i feel like i still 
can't bring my attention to the breath for a full 60 minute class for example so yeah, that just requires so much time and work to to get there i think i don't know if you actually can ever get there but yeah maybe maybe some people can but uh never mind and the second point i want to uh, quickly talk about is just consciously trying to let go of any comparison or any fear of looking stupid or any negative feeling like that because it really doesn't lead anywhere especially comparison i feel like it's something we are just so used to and also so triggered from school and university to always be better than anyone else but all that does is create negative feelings and most often you can't change it anyway if someone else is better and the only person you really should always compare yourself to is yourself to the one you were yesterday um, and then I also feel like especially in a class setting we tend to for example fight through pain so if something feels painful we would rather stick through that pain instead of for example going out of a pose or resting in child's pose or just lying down on the mat uh, because of this fear of looking stupid or of having face or of what the person next to you might think about you if you can't do something and that is also something that I for example had super much and there might of course be people who don't care at all about what uh, what other people think about them which is a really nice thing but I know for myself I really had it and still so often have and the yoga practice just really made me so much aware of that and helped me to try to consciously let go of it because just think about do you ever care what the person next to you is doing or if they can't do something do you think oh my god of course you don't care like you couldn't care less and that's the same with everyone so no one cares what you actually do so just really don't waste any of your thoughts or your energy on worrying about that especially in the beginning when you attend yoga classes just really don't don't be afraid to attend classes and strongly listen to your body if something doesn't feel good and there it's really important to make a difference between feeling uncomfortable or feeling in pain because those are really really two different things so being uncomfortable is actually something that is a good thing because it's a place where you can grow, where you can get stronger from. So for example, if you're in a warrior two and you feel like your arms might fall off any second and it's just so exhausting, sticking through it will only make you stronger and will also only rewire the brain and help you to grow. But then it's definitely a difference to feeling in pain. So whenever you feel like a burning or a stitching sensation or just really, really pure pain, stop whatever you're doing and be really, really mindful about that because yeah, you just really don't want to injure yourself and it's also not worth doing something just because everyone else is doing it and you don't want to be the only person who can do something. So yeah, that's something yoga has taught me and that's really what I love so much about this practice that it teaches you something not just on the mat but also something for off your mat 
for your daily life and that's why I really love yoga so so much and I really hope you will too. I am done with all my points. Um, yeah, I hope you can take something away for you. If you still have any questions about how to start yoga or just in general, you can always reach out to me. You can just visit my website, yogabynicole.com. You can subscribe for my newsletter there and you also should definitely subscribe for my podcast. And yeah, enjoy the rest of your day or your evening. Take care, practice yoga and namaste.